0: Hi and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Gisela Aguiar. Come walk with me through the life and ministry of Jesus Christ as told by Mark in his gospel. We'll journey with the Savior to the cross and celebrate the good news of his true salvation. I pray that as you hear God's word it will inspire you to study the Bible daily for yourself. Seek the truth. I pray that God opens your heart, eyes, and mind to understand what the Holy Spirit is trying to tell you. And as you become rooted in the word, you'll also be rooted in faith, hope, joy, and peace. And the world can use more of that right now, don't you think? Let's dig in. Mark 16. God brought the best thing ever from the worst thing ever. Good news. The tomb is empty. Jesus is risen. He is alive. Wow. This last chapter of Mark summarizes that first Easter Sunday rather nicely. So let's dig into the gospel truth. Mark 16, the resurrection. So Saturday evening, When the Sabbath ended, Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James, and Salome went out and purchased burial spices so they could anoint Jesus's body. Very early on Sunday morning, just at sunrise, they went to the tomb. On the way, they were asking each other, who will roll away the stone for for us from the entrance to the tomb? But as they arrived, they looked up and saw that the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled aside. When they entered the tomb, they saw a young man clothed in a white robe sitting on the right side. The women were shocked, but the angel said, don't be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Look, this is where they laid his body. Now go and tell his disciples, including Peter, that Jesus is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there just as he told you before he died. The women fled from the tomb, trembling and bewildered, and they said nothing to anyone because they were too frightened. Now, okay, here's where some controversy happens here with the um, last chapter of Mark. So the most ancient manuscripts of Mark conclude with verse 16-8, which is what I just read. Later manuscripts add one or both of the following endings, okay? So there's this, this is the shorter ending of Mark, and it reads, it's one little paragraph, Then they briefly reported all this to Peter and his companions. Afterward, Jesus himself sent them out from east to west with the sacred and unfailing message of salvation that gives eternal life. Amen. Okay, that's the shorter ending of Mark. Now here's a longer ending of Mark, and it starts with verse 9. After Jesus rose from the dead early on Sunday morning, the first person who saw him was Mary Magdalene, the woman from whom he had cast out seven demons. She went to the disciples who were grieving and weeping and told them what had happened. But when she told them that Jesus was alive and she had seen him, they didn't believe her. Afterward, he appeared in a different form to two of his followers who were walking from Jerusalem into the country, and that's the road to Emmaus. Okay? And the gospel of Luke goes into more detail on that story. And you can click on over to my blog and I have links to All these, I've done studies on all these for Luke, for Matthew, um, and for John. Okay. Um, And these two, uh, verse 13, they rushed back to tell the others, but no one believed them. Verse 14, still later, he appeared to the 11 disciples as they were eating together. And that's the doubting Thomas story. He rebuked them for their stubborn unbelief because they refused to believe those who had seen him after he had been raised from the dead. And then he told them, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. That's the Great Commission. That's what we all Christians need to do. Jesus told us, anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved, but anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. These miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. They will cast out demons in my name, and they will speak in new languages. They will be able to handle snakes with safety, and if they drink anything poisonous, it won't hurt them they will be able to place their hands on the sick and they will be healed. When the Lord Jesus had finished talking to them, he was taken up into heaven and sat down in the place of honor at God's right hand. And the disciples went everywhere and preached. And the Lord worked through them confirming what they said by many miraculous signs. Okay. That's the end of Mark 16. So which is the authentic ending to the gospel of Mark? Well, I say it doesn't matter. He's summarizing the events of that first Easter Sunday and afterwards. If you want to dig deeper into this. Now I embedded videos at the bottom of my blog and that link is in the show notes. They're from Pastor Mike Winger, who dug very deep on the endings. And I also included a link to his whole Gospel of Mark study playlist, which I used in part as research for this series. So let's discuss what does matter so these are the important points so the ladies and we talked about the ladies in yesterday's one so the ladies were the last at the cross and the first at the tomb they were the eyewitnesses remember yesterday we talked about that um, they were eyewitnesses because the men had scattered they they weren't hiding they were scared okay so the women were the last ones at the cross and the first at the tomb And another important point here is we do not need baptism for salvation. Verse 16 is often twisted to claim that baptism is a requisite for salvation. It is not. For instance, a thief on the cross wasn't baptized. That's in the Gospel of Luke. Now, I want you to compare all four Gospels. So I've done a study on all of them, okay, from uh, uh, John 19 and 20, Matthew 27 and 28, Luke 23 and 24. Okay, so if you really want to understand all this, that's what you need to do. You need to compare all the Gospels, okay? Now, different accounts actually prove that it is the truth, that it really happened, that they're historical accounts. Each witness to an event sees it from their point of view, from a different angle. What's important here is this. Jesus' death on the cross proved that he was human. His resurrection proved that he was God. Also, he defeated sin by dying on the cross. Likewise, he defeated death by rising from the dead. Now, Denise Trio comments in the Bible study, the Gospel of Mark Part 7, which is available in the Free YouVersion Version Bible app. And I quote, It's so amazing how Jesus extended this invitation to the disciples who had betrayed him in his darkest hours. This is the grace of God. The disciples deserted Jesus. They didn't deserve to be reunited with him, but Jesus desired a relationship with them. And he demonstrated grace and forgiveness to those he loved. Jesus does the same thing for us. We don't deserve and couldn't earn his love, and yet he offers it to us anyway. I've heard it described like this. Religion is people working their way up an insurmountable mountain to know God christianity is jesus coming down from the mountain for his people now pause have you fully embraced the resurrection of jesus christ do you live in the freedom of knowing that jesus is victorious that sin has lost its grip on you and that you were bought with the precious blood of christ practice ask god to reveal any areas where sin still has control over you Ask him to also show you where you might be striving or trying to earn love or salvation or a ticket to heaven. Ask him for forgiveness and repent of those sins today. Pray. Jesus, thank you for your death and resurrection. Thank you that you humbled yourself and came to earth to die for my sins. Thank you that you made a way for me to know you. And all that I need to do is receive this free gift of salvation. Forgive me for my striving. I choose to live in freedom. Help me to tell others about this good news. Amen. And that's from Denise, by Denise Trio in the Gospel of Mark Part 7. And if you want to check out that whole uh, plan, click on over to my blog and click on the link for the Version Bible app. And then you can search for the Gospel of Mark there. Now there's an interesting quote from Martin Luther that I said, quote, if Peter fell, I too may fall, but if Peter stood up again, I also can. It's interesting. So look at the greeting that John writes in Revelation 1. Okay, so this is the, the, the apostle John writing from the Isle of Patmos. He's writing the book of Revelation, which is written for us. Grace and peace to you from the one who is, who always was, and who still who is still to come from the sevenfold spirit before his throne and from Jesus Christ. He is the faithful witness to these things, the first to rise from the dead, and the ruler of all the kings of the world, king of kings. All glory to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by shedding his blood for us. He has made us a kingdom of priests For God his Father. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. Look, he comes with the clouds of heaven, and everyone will see him, even those who pierced him. All the nations of the world will mourn for him. Yes, amen. And finally, verse 8 I am, Jesus speaking here, I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord God. I am the one who is, who always was, and who is still to come. The Almighty One. That's Revelation chapter one. And if you want to click on over to my blog, I have a whole study on the book of Revelation. Now, Jesus didn't go through all this so we could have religion. No, he did this so he could have a personal relationship with you. And he told us in Revelation chapter three, verse 20 Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. And Jesus is knocking at the door of your heart. Let him in. If you give Jesus your yes, he'll take care of the rest. So what are you waiting for? Invite Jesus into your heart and receive the gift of grace and confident hope of eternal life. If you don't know what to say, you don't know what to do, there's a prayer in the show notes, or you can click on over my blog and click where it says how to invite Jesus into your heart. And at the bottom of today's blog, I embedded um, three worship songs, which tell the story. And then, of course, I've got the videos from uh, Mike Winger, and he's a lot of fun to watch. He's really, he's really good. He's out of California, and uh, he really does his research. <laughs> I got to say that. Um, so check them out. The link to the blog is in the show notes. So Solideo Gloria. Happy Easter. To God alone be the glory. Are you a born-again Christian with Catholic friends or family members? Have you struggled with how to bring up the truth of Jesus' salvation? I had the same problem. So I put together a free ebook, The Catholic Mission Field in Our Backyards. It's a guide to help you start the conversation and plant the seed that will get them thinking Am I missing something? Check it out. It's a free download on my website. You'll find the link in the show notes. Oh, please let me know if it helped you. If you're a born-again believer helping a Catholic friend or family member start reading the Bible, it's a great idea to give them one. But which version or translation would be a good one for them? There are too many to choose from. As a former Catholic, it helped me to have a Bible translation in plain, everyday English. And I know many evangelical Christians are very much attached to the King James Version. That's fine if that's what you grew up with. Remember, Catholics have grown up with priests and nuns telling them they don't need to read the Bible. All they have to do is trust the church to teach them what they need to know. Only they don't, and that's the problem. When I first started going back to church, a well-meaning friend told me to get a King James Version. Well, guess what? I got frustrated with the these and thous and stopped reading it, totally defeating the purpose. Eventually, I got the new international version, or the NIV and that was the best for a new Christian to get into the habit of reading the Bible daily. Today I also study from the New King James Version or NKJV and the New Living Translation, the NLT. I'm now an affiliate of Christian Book Distributors and I've chosen three study Bibles that would be a great gift for that Catholic or progressive friend whom you'd like to help get into the habit of reading the Bible daily. They are also a great they're also great for the new Christian believer check them out. The link is in the show notes. And by the way, all commissions will be donated to one or more of the Bible translating ministries listed on my site. So give the gift of the word of God and help spread the word while you're at it. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times. The last days, the end times, But know that things aren't falling apart, they are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my Father on his throne.